Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to make my trials clear. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles again today to Jude, the little epistle of Jude. And we have been talking about judgment on false teachers, which is the theme of Jude. Jude introduces himself as the servant of Jesus Christ and brother James. He writes to those who are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. And he says, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. And then in verse number three, he mentions that he wanted to write about our common, our common salvation, but he found that it was more needful to write to contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Why? Verse number four, because certain men have crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. They're ungodly men that turned the grace of God into lasciviousness or lewdness that denied the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, I want to remind you, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. And even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner gave themselves over to fornication and went after strange flesh, they are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance. In other words, these people have been examples about how God has dealt in time past with those who have rebelled against his authority, with those who have taught contrary to scripture. And he's referring specifically, of course, to these false teachers. And he reminds them about how God dealt with rebellion in the past. And he says, likewise, in verse number eight, these filthy dreamers they defile the flesh. They despise dominion. They speak evil of authority or dignities. And he says, yet while they do this, even the, even angel, the Michael, Michael, the archangel, when he was contending with the, with the, with the devil about the body of Moses, he did not bring a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. In other words, if the archangel Michael would not bring a railing accusation against Satan himself, how dare these false teachers speak about things they don't even know? They're like brute beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. And he says, woe unto these guys, for they have gone the way of Cain. They have ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. Now, last time we were together, we were talking about the heir of Balaam. And of course, Balaam was the prophet in Numbers chapter 22 through 24, mentioned in the Old Testament, never in a positive light. He was a guy who was greedy for money. He did things for filthy lucre, as the old King James says. He did it for the money. He did it for the reward. And he's saying, of course, that's what these false teachers do. And then notice also it says these guys 
are comparable to the gainsaying of Korah, or Kor, or the ruin of Korah. Um, what exactly is he talking about there? Well, we see that story in Numbers chapter 16 and verse number 1. And of course, we know the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible itself. Uh, Numbers chapter number 16, verse number 1. Now, Korah, spelled a little differently, K-O-R-A-H, and in the New Testament, King James, that is, C-O-R-E, but the same. The son of Issar, and notice what he says about these guys. He says, the son of, K- of Kohath, the son of Levi, Dathan, and Abiram, and the sons of Eliab, and On, and the son of Peleth, the sons of Reuben, they took men. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation. They were men of renown. And they gathered themselves against Moses and against Aaron. And they said unto them, You take too much upon yourselves, seeing all the congregation are holy, and every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore, then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord." And of course, you can see what Jude is doing here. He's saying these, these um, wicked men, these false teachers, are committing the same sin of Korah. Uh, they are speaking against dignitaries. They are speaking against authorities. They are speaking as brute beasts. They don't know of whom they speak. And he's comparing them to Korah. And he says, and when Moses heard it, in verse 4 of number 16, he fell on his face. And he spake unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show you who are his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near unto him. Even him who hath chosen will he cause to come near unto him. So Moses here says, Okay, guys, let's have a little competition, if you will. Let's see who the Lord has truly spoken to. Let's see who the Lord's anointed is. And so he says, this do ye. Take censers, Korah, and all of your company, and put fire therein, and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord doth choose, he will be the Holy One. And you take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. So these guys are coming against Moses and against Aaron saying, who put you over us? We're equal to you. We're just like you. You're no better than us. Who put you in charge? And so Moses says, okay, great. I want you to take your censers and let's see, let the Lord choose who he has chosen. This do, take the censers. And Moses said unto Korah, Here I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seemeth it a small thing unto you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself and to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them? I mean, he's saying, you sons of Levi. And remember, the Levites were the ones that were set aside to minister in the temple of God himself. God has separated you, Moses said. God has placed you closer to him than any of the other tribes. And you would do this? You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi, uh, Moses is saying. I mean, he picked you out of all the tribes of Israel to, to do service unto him in the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation and to minister unto him. For which cause both thou and all thy company are gathered together now against the Lord and what is Aaron, that you would murmur against him? 
And Moses sent and called Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, We will not come up. They were too cowardly to come up to face Moses like a man face to face. Is it a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of the land that floweth with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, except thou make thyself altogether a prince over us? Seriously? These people were in Egypt for over 400 years. They were servants to their taskmasters. They worked from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun, making brick for the Egyptians and building for them. And they have the audacity to say, is it a small thing that you brought us up out of the land that floweth with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Seriously? It's amazing how we can look back through rose-colored glasses. You know, the good old days wasn't really all that good. It's just we tend to look back through the eyes of, I guess we look back through rose-colored glasses. We look back and we see the good and we forget the bad. It's like the old saying, the good old, the good old days really were never that good. Moreover, thou hast not brought us into a land that floweth with milk and honey, or given us an inheritance of the fields of the vineyards, would thou put out the eyes of these men? We're not going to come up. And Moses was very wroth, and he said unto the Lord, Respect not thou their offering. I have not taken one ass from them, neither have I hurt one of them. And Moses said unto Korah, Be thou and all thy company before the Lord, thou and they and Aaron tomorrow. You guys assemble yourselves. Come before the Lord tomorrow, and let's see. And take every man his censer, and put incense in them, and bring you before the Lord every man his censer, 250 censers. Thou also, and also Aaron, each of you, his censer. And they took every man his censer and put fire in them and laid incense thereon and stood at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation with Moses and Aaron. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all of the congregation. And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. There's your clue. There's your sign. This is not going to go well for Korah. The Lord tells Moses and Aaron, back up, because I'm getting ready to toast these guys. And they fell upon their faces and they said, O Lord God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and wilt thou be wroth with the entire congregation? Notice that Moses and Aaron are still making intercession for these people even though they had come against them and ultimately against him. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the congregation, saying, Get you up from about the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. In other words, move away from their tents. Get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Moses rose up and went unto Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in all of their sins. So they got up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram on every side. And Dathan and Abiram came out, and they stood in the door of their tents, and their wives, and their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord hath sent me to do these works, for I have not done them of mine own hand. Now, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram and their families are standing in their tents. All of the rest of the congregation have moved to the side. And Moses looks at them, looks at the congregation, and says, You're going to see now 
that I haven't done anything of mine own. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. In other words, if these guys die just a common death, you're going to know that the Lord hath not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you will understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And it came to pass, as he made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up in their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all of their goods. They and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished among the congregation. And all of Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them, for they said, Lest the earth swallow up us also. And there came up out of the fire from the Lord and consumed 250 men that offered the incense. So you see here how God dealt with these rebellious Israelites who spoke against the Lord's anointed, who reached out and spoke evil of Moses and Aaron, and Jude is saying that God is going to do the exact same thing to these filthy dreamers, to these false prophets that speak evil of God's people. When a man turns away from the truth of God and he becomes like these false teachers that are described in verse number eight, they will come to the same ruin and the same hell as Korah when the ground opened up and swallowed them because they murmured against God's appointed leader, Moses. And I can tell you something, dear friends, as a pastor of many years, I have faced down many a Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And I've watched God deal with them. No, the earth didn't open up. It didn't clave asunder. They didn't go swallowed up into hell in their tents and their families. But I watched their lives go shipwreck. I watched them walk away from God and the people of God. And I watched them destroy themselves. Don't be like the children of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Cling to the things of God. Cling to the people of God. Cling to the man of God that God has placed in your life and grow thereby. Stay away from those false teachers that would pull you away from those three things. And it's sad. It's really sad because rarely does one leave the church alone. They usually take a group with them. And that's sad. Korah took Dathan and Abiram. Don't go with them. Don't follow them. Cling to what you know to be right. Listen, God bless you guys. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.